Yo, what's up, everyone? It's your boy, Addy Net, and you are chiming in to MLO. So it's just me today, guys. Casey's taking a personal week. Um, I just want to say a quick note about Mr. Carpenter. I love that, brother. If you are watching this, please hit that like and put in a little comment to my boy, Casey Carpenter. Their family's been through a lot this year, taking some personal time with the kids, the wife, and everything. We love you, brother. Um, going to try to do this episode on my own. It's been a while since I did a solo run. One of the bigger things I want to talk about today is student loans. So starting September 1st, interest on all the forbearance student loans are starting to accrue again, and your payment will be due October 1st. So what kind of role does that play into home loans, getting approved, your credit, your debt, and all that stuff? So even if you don't have student loans, I'm going to cover a little bit on debt to income calculations, and I think that's going to be a good segment. Secondly, there's been some past episodes that I chatted about home equity lines of credit and debt consolidation. So some new uh, products, we'll call them boringly, have come through um, that I've been able to assist a lot of our clients with debt consolidation and tackling things that might have come up by accident or um by misfortunate events in their life. So we're going to cover that. And I think that's all I have for my notes so far. So two main points. We're going to make it quick. It's just a solo ride with your boy. So once again, hit that like button. Give me a comment. Give me some encouragement. I'm out here doing this one on my own, trying to stay true to everybody who is watching and listening. Oh, I did have a shout out. My boy, Mark. Thanks so much for meeting with me yesterday. Uh, thanks for supporting the channel. Looking forward to working with you down the road. But let's jump into student loans, guys. So this is a big one. One thing I want people to be aware of is you might be getting a lot of solicitations. Hey, you know, your student loans can impact this or forgiveness. Call me here. From a security standpoint, guys, be very mindful that there are a lot of scammers out there. So that's my first kind of PSA is just think a couple steps ahead when you're getting mail, a call, um, an email, be on the defense because there's a lot of unfortunate bad guys out there trying to pretend that they are associated with your loans and trying to take your money. So one quick tip, I learned this in um, CE I was taking over the weekend is do not answer the phone call and use something like Google, verify the number, verify the business, um, even maybe hang up on somebody and call them back. Um, just take those extra little steps to avoid getting scammed or in a situation that's going to be unfortunate. So not don't want to get too long winded on that. But security is a big thing covered in our CE. And um, I think the general topic for this one hour course that I took was trust to nobody. So it's unfortunate we got to say that, but with student loans, be careful. It's on the rise that season. Now, when it comes to getting pre-approved, note that a lot of people that I work with um, will call me and I'll do an initial Zoom consult or a mortgage strategy call. So they will tell me, hey, actually, let me back up. It used to be people would say, oh, I don't have any debt or I don't have any owed student loan debt. So one thing to know is even if the student loans are deferred, right, you might be coming out of forbearance here and not have a minimum payment. Um, the actual balance owed, 
not the payment, factors into what you can get approved for. And I'm gonna cover how that's calculated. So key takeaway, even if your loans are on deferment out of forbearance, the total balance does impact how much you can get approved for, how much of a payment that you can qualify for when buying a home. So note that guys, and I don't want someone to think, oh, I've got student loans, I'll never buy a home. That's not true. It's very common for people to have student loan debts. It's a part of the monopoly game of life. Hopefully that that debt and those loans are getting you into a job or got you into a job that's driving revenue, okay? So note that even though it's deferred and you don't have to make payments on it, it's still gonna factor into how much you can get approved for. So that calculation is two different things. Number one, if you are making payments on it, you come out of forbearance, you have October 1st, you've got a new payment, right? The minimum payments that are agreed upon and actively paid on, um, those are usually merged into a credit report. So when you apply for a loan and run credit, it actually shows up all the loans and the debt you have and what the minimum payments are. So let's say your minimum payments are $170 a month. That gets factored in. Say it's $250 a month. That gets factored into your max payment allowed. So if it is on deferment, it'll say zero. However, the loan originator has to do a little equation, right? And that equation for the total balance depends on the loan program. Now, I'm trying to summarize this, hopefully it doesn't go over the top of everybody's head, but you either have a government mortgage or a conventional mortgage. Now, conventional mortgages, there's typically two routes, but Fannie or Freddie has their own calculation. So Freddie is gonna hit you with a half percent of your total loan balance. So let's say you owe $50,000 in student loan debt. If you execute on a conventional Freddie product, they're going to put in a hypothetical $250 payment into your debt to income calculations. Now there's a second conventional product, Fannie, which factors in 1% of the total balance. Most of the time you talk to a mortgage lender, they're just gonna say conventional half percent and use that product. The only really reason to use another one is if you could get a slightly better interest rate with Fannie, the 1% consideration compared to Freddie, that is that is one route you might go. But most lenders are just gonna tell you half percent. Now, FHA, also does half percent considerations of the total. Now, VA, if you're a veteran, thank you for your service. Amazing loan program as well. They have a little more of a complicated two-step evaluation process where they're gonna take 5% of the total amount owed on the loans and then divide that by 12 to give you your payment, which usually runs a little bit under 5%. I wanna say like four-ish. So VA does it a little bit differently. Now, the biggest impact on this is actually backing up to kind of reverse approving somebody. So let's say you're a household of which your combined gross income, this is before tax, is $10,000 for easy math. Now, most loan products, and this isn't exact or universal, it depends on down payments, but for easy math, most loan programs are going to allow approximately a 50% debt to income ratio. So that means that if you make $10,000, gross monthly income, the maximum amount of payments allowed on your pre-approval should not exceed $5,000. 
So let's say you're trying to buy a home of which the payment would be 4,000, right? We would take that max 5,000 and subtract the four. And that leaves us one grand of allowable payments. Now, if you've got a auto loan, a lot of people finance their car. Let's say that payment's 500. The maximum allowed left from that 1,000 is now decreased to 500,000. Then if you've got a student loan calculation of 250 from that story before, that brings us down to 250. Let's say you financed a bunch of stuff on the credit cards and the monthly payments are now 400. We've gone into the negative and cannot get you approved for that $4,000 a month payment. So it really can impact your ability to purchase a home or the home that you want, um, but it's nothing to be scared about, guys. Nothing really changes. This is how it's always been. So if you're hearing people in the industry saying like, big shake up with the student loans coming back, contact me now to run your numbers. Not a lot has really changed unless you're recommitting to a much higher payment plan that's showing up on the credit report. So that is kind of my wrap with student loans. Now, once again, I always say this, if you want to have a quick conversation with me, I do these loan uh, consults all day, every day, and we've made it pretty streamlined. I jump on Zoom with someone and with a little spreadsheet, we type in your, your income, your minimum payments, and we figure out what your maximum allowed mortgage payment is and cross-reference that to different home budget levels. So feel free to shoot me a call, a message, um, whatever it might be. I'm always here as a resource, and I know Casey as well even though he's not on this episode with me. Um, the next one I want to go into, guys, real quick, is the home equity line of credit relative to debt con consolidation. So Carp and I have been talking a lot in the last few apps about these HELOCs and how challenging it is to get them. So there's been a new kind of trend called a he loan. And I want to go over these two different things. So a home equity line of credit is someone that would reach out to a bank or mortgage company and want to get a line of credit based on an equity position in the home. So it's a a value that's not owed on for the asset. Now, with a lot of the restrictions and tightenings of the banks and kind of the economy right now, banks are not really open to having as much of a leash to lending on home equity lines of credit as they've had in years past. So it's really challenging for someone that might have only put 10, 20, even 30% down when they first purchased their home to even get a line of credit. And one of the things that's different about a home equity line of credit, let's say they extend you 20,000. Now it's not necessarily they send you a check for $20,000 and you pay it off. You draw from it kind of like a credit card and you pay it back, but you always have that allowable 20K at your disposal. Now, since those are kind of drifting away from the dock and becoming harder to qualify for, there are companies and product options for a HE loan. So the difference is the HE loan does pull from the equity position. You can instantly get the money based on certain values that they run, your credit score, all these different factors, but it isn't a line of credit. It's a straight up loan. So they will send you the money right away if you qualify for it. Usually it takes about seven to 10 business days and you pay it back on essentially an agreed upon 
uh, repayment schedule. And what's great about these is they'll e a lot of people will even do 30 years rather than a five-year repayment plan. And what that does is it reduces the monthly payment for you. The negative is you're paying interest on it for a very, very long time. But the reason why I like to explain this is I had a client that reached out to me um, about three to four weeks ago. And this individual had some unfortunate circumstances in his life where their household had racked up just over $30,000 in non-mortgage debt. And I'm not going to go into the details of what it was, but he had to get out of it, had to pay it off because the interest on these things were really crazy, ranged between 18% all the way up to 38%. And the payments on them were really, really, really high and getting to the point that it was overwhelming financially. So originally, this individual wanted to do a cash out refinance. And I had this discussion with him over and over. I was like, I really don't want you to do this because when you do a cash out refinance, you're restructuring the entire mortgage. And he was one of the individuals that took advantage of low rates almost about two years ago with me. So we had them in at about 3% interest rate. Now, when you do a cash out refinance, you get that old interest rate, that entire loan, amazing low payment gets paid off and you start over at current interest rates. So we were looking, he was considering over doubling his mortgage payment just to tackle it because quite honestly, it still would have been less than the combined low payment and the non-mortgage debt minimum payments. Now, I really didn't want him to do this um, because of that is just such a huge bump in interest rates. So we looked at this key loan option for him. And it was fantastic because he was able to take this 30,000 30, and change and amortize it out over 30 years. And hopefully he continues, we discussed paying more toward the principal and paying it off quicker. But he now was able to get that $30,000 paid off and not impact that mortgage payment and that low 3% rate. So if you have any questions and you're in debt consolidation, I know I, I kind of give a hard time about improper spending and racking up credit cards. And I do that more because of frustration out of the culture of our country where we just don't put any effort into financially educating our citizens and the pros and cons and how to use credit as a tool um, rather than a luxury. But if you're in a situation where, hey, this debt has gotten out of control, inflation has hit me, I swiped my way through the last year and a half, and now I don't know how to manage it, please reach out to me. Um, we can do a mortgage consult, and I can go into details of these he loans and what your options might be. So that, that is really important to me, and hopefully the way I'm saying it comes off as sincere and... Um, and not salesy because that's the last thing that I want to do. But those are the two things I wanted to cover on this solo ride. I just looked at the timers about 15 minutes, but the student loan impacts debt consolidation because it's can going to continue to be an issue and we're rolling into the holiday season, which we love to spend and it's exciting, but 
be mindful of your spending, be mindful of your credit score and be mindful and honest about where you're at financially. Because I was even explaining to someone that was working to get pre-approved and her credit just wasn't there last night. And I was explaining, I was like, hey, do this hard work on your credit and your debt now because this is actually contributing toward home ownership and the overall impact of what your options are gonna be down the road when the time is right for you. So I'm missing Casey right now. Thank you so much, everybody, for uh, tuning in. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. And until next time, folks, I'll catch you later.